It's Saturday. My peeps is in the house today, man. Oh man. Uh, man, it's a it's a golden thing, man. That you know what I'm saying to be around good black folk, man. You know what I'm saying and have a black conversation. I'm gonna start the show off like that. And whoever don't like it, man, that's your shit, man. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's your shit. Everybody said that's your red wagon. Yeah, that's your shit, man. You know, I'm James Brown, and I'm black, and I'm proud, man, you know, and uh, we're on the throne today, you know, and, and um, we, we're not going to go there, but you, we just have to, you know, unapologetically let you know, you know what I'm saying, start you know. with that old fake-ass Black History Month. Don't start. You ain't got to give me no pacifier yeah, to let me know how black I, I am, man. I got you it. know what I'm saying, and who my ancestors and my history is, Yeah, man. that, you ain't, that gotta, you ain't got to serve me up like that with that punk shit. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> What we gonna do today? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? What up? What up, Tag? Man, I'm out here, man. What's up? Dog? Come on, I'm scared to fucking travel now. He got on the referee shirt and everything. Hey, man, I'm just official with it. Listen, uh, first of all, uh, you all are welcome because I am here. Uh, all you listeners in the audience and uh, on online and everything. But no, uh, man, it's, it's good to be here with y'all, man. I feel like the past couple of weeks we've been really just giving. Uh, the people what they need, and uh, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to continuing I just, that. I just, you know, I I created a, a, a atmosphere, you know what I'm saying, for my peeps and my and the team, man, to where we can sit down and flow like we supposed to flow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. like we serious because we used to be at the table in another studio, 
And and I used to open up the show. Red, you remember? Ted, you remember? I, in many shows, I've opened up. You know, what I'm saying especially the guests, first timers. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We just black folks in the living room, just chilling, sipping on something, chopping it up, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it hit me. Create that atmosphere, yeah. Charles. Yeah. Create that atmosphere. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying not for your guests. But for the co-hosts and the people, so we can really get down and really, because uh, once your body's comfortable, yeah. mm-hmm. huh? Mm-hmm. Once you relax, come on now, yeah. and then the soul come out, man. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that. then the soul come out. You know, the, you're gonna get the real deal because you, you get to see our body language behind what we're saying and everything like that. Yeah, and I it's can, more it, uh, it's more intimate. The atmosphere correct. is more laid back, and when you're laid back and you're comfortable, you feel more apt to share more intimately and that's what we're trying to get to we're trying to get to the, to the deep come beat. on man come trying, on man we're trying come to on tread through, deep waters mm-hmm. <laughs> and so talk about you you've been telling me some fantastic before the show you know what i'm saying you go as going to vegas to you know do a shoot and everything and um what's going on in red january's Man, Red January is always uh, shaking and moving. Man, I'm I'm always into something just because I I live by the creed that I want to die empty. That's epic. You, I want I want to die, die empty. Oh, wow. You know anything that presents itself it's to me smart. that is appealing that looks like it may be something that I could do. I'm gonna try. Yeah, I'm gonna throw shit against the wall and whatever sticks, sticks. See, I want to hear have, everything Red said. Can I have one of the producers come in and just fix her mic in front of her like this? No, me? pull it out like this in front of you down here. Yeah, and then pull it testing, up. Yeah, no, pull it up a little bit. No, no. One, two, three. Back now. Wait, back no. down. Up. Back down. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. No, I'm we so can hear you. It's just that your your mic is. You know, what I'm saying I, I want. You know, we want to see. You I too. can't stand y'all black asses right now. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. But, can you um, hear me better now? Yeah, I can hear you much yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, as I, I was saying yeah, before, I was so rudely interrupted. There she goes. Yeah, yeah she goes, I'm saying. Um, no, no, no. I just, I feel like uh, God has gifted me with so many different talents, creativity. Just, it flows so number freely. One. You said the number one there. I think that's, that? your, that's, your, that's your best talent to me. I guess until our friendship and everything, our, our relationship goes even further as far as knowing you more, you know, I, that wouldn't be first, probably wouldn't be first. I don't know, but creativity to me, that's your first, first, first. I think that, I think that the creativity is all encompassing. I think it, everything that I do is creative. Yes. And, and I think that's why I'm not afraid to delve into different, different, um, sectors of life and just try different things like there's so many things that i've done i was in the military i've been a professional cheerleader like those are on opposite ends of the spectrum of life you know what i'm saying so all things in between man i've been down through there and i love it shit if it ain't for me i'll know it's a story behind how uh, me and red met man you know what i'm saying because all i had to go on is the visual Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, I mean, not, I mean she's not, she's enough. she's fine, she's beautiful, and That'll everything. Work. But it, it wasn't that part of it. Shallow. That was an additive, but but the part of it was her creativity and her dress. You know what I'm saying? Her her drip. You know what I'm saying? Her drip was unexplainable, but explainable. You know what I'm saying? It made <laughs> sense, but it didn't make sense. But it looked good, man. You know what I'm saying? And the way she held it, and way and and, and her creativity and her poses. It's just, it's just, it was flawless. I said, I have to, you know, say meet her, bring her in, take mm-hmm. a look at her. And uh, I reached out to her. And <laughs> she, she integrated my ass. What the hell, <laughs> what the hell are you reaching out to me for? Why you want me to be on your show? Who sent you? I don't, sent how, you? how did I even, how did we become friends on Facebook? I don't remember letting you in. Gatekeeper, where you at? You ain't on your job. 
who is this nigga? <laughs> and uh, she finally came on the show, and it was over. Yeah. It was over. I, I knew it was a great fit. You know what I'm saying? And not only that, she's sitting right here right now, so she she knew it was a great fit, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She felt it, man. You know what I'm saying? And look at her. She like, <laughs> it was a great fit, you know? I'm telling you, if opportunity knocks, you know, you you got to stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. So I'm always, whoop, whoop, I'm always whoop. looking to cultivate um, anything that I'm interested in and just try it out and touch it and see it, what it feels like and how it fits into my life. And, and if it's something that, you know, fits with the other things that I do. And that's why I feel like I've been able to um, be a well-rounded individual because I'm not afraid to try new things. And, and so many people miss out on so much life being stuck in one lane, being one dimensional. I ain't fucked up with it. I'm trying to get out here, man, man, mm. man. Red is going to be in, uh, um, um, Vegas at the time, but you know, I want to talk about, you know, uh, April 8th, y'all, the showcase is back. You know, me and Tad, we done been behind the scenes. We done navigated and put together a cold show, man, a cold <laughs> show, man, you know, and, uh, I want you guys to come out and check us out. We at the warehouse on Barry, you know, it's on, hey, go, you man, just go into, um, Eventbrite, type in the showcase. I ain't got to shoot you no link or nothing like that. Type in the showcase. When you, when you get to where the gold is glittering, yeah, that's where we at, man. <laughs> it's it. grown and sexy up in this joint, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? 1125 East Barry Street. Yeah, we're going to keep it that way, you know. And, um, man, matter of fact, uh, I really want you to check out this one. One of my favorite poets going to be there is B Tap. You know what I'm B-tap. saying? B Tap. That is, she's my best, best uh, female poet. You know what I'm saying? That I like and uh, and I like yours truly. And they both going to be there as That's far as right. man. You know what I'm saying? But nobody's better than my boy Tad. Yeah. You know? Well, no, no, I can't say that, man. Nobody. Them, 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 my, them, my favorite. <laughs> them two, my favorite. Boy, man. They, they go through there. So we're gonna have a wonderful time. Me and Dad. You know what I'm saying? It's not about the poetry, the comedy, or the singing, or anything like that. It's about you. Let mm-hmm. us come out and show you a show and make you feel comfortable and treat you right when you stepping out. Whether you stepping out with your man, your girl, your him, your her, it don't yeah. matter. Just step on out and step into this atmosphere the showcase is back y'all i want to jump this show off with something right quick and um ask you guys something um it's 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 i had this back and forth um um debate with this brother about he he doesn't believe that how you're brought up and the environment let me say the environment that you're brought up in Nine times, you can't say 100%, but nine times out of ten, it's going to shape you into the person that you're going to become. Whether you come up out of that or not, or whether it's positive or negative, because it can be positive too. Mm-hmm. But it does shape you into what you become. And say, say like, if, if you come up in a good home, two, fa- two, like, like Tad, two parents and everything like that, you know, midlife or whatever case may be, you know what I'm saying? It's a good chance that you're going to come out, you know what I'm saying? Straight and narrow with some life problems going on in here. But if you come out the, the gutter, you know what I'm saying? The hood, you know, uh, um, two day old grits with a little one egg fried in and feeding five people, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. When you come out of that environment, what's out there and what you hear and what you see, it's going to shape you into the person that you're going to become. Mm-hmm. Correct. So a lot of, a huge percentage of people who come up poor or impoverished neighborhoods or whatever the case may be, it's going to have a rougher time coming to their terms in life. You agree? For the most part, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Situations. Yeah, That's all yeah. situational, but you're right. How you end up is, is totally up to you. But uh, definitely everything that happens in your adolescence 
shapes the person you become. I think uh, it was uh, Mark, Mark G. Henderson. He said, uh, uh, who are you? You are but a sum total of your life experiences. Mm-hmm. I think that's. Mm-hmm. I think that's. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm saying that quote right. But uh, we we are we are the sum total of our life experience, mm-hmm. and that to me that's the best way to really you know sum yeah. it all up or to quantify it because you you see you know the the grits in the the mm-hmm. one egg feeding. I, I I'll be honest, I never experienced that. Mm-hmm. I didn't experience that. It was different problems, you know, like we say, different strokes, different folks, different problems. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what you eat don't make me shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, who you fuck don't make me come. It's the same, you know, concept. It's always different problems. But to the bare minimum, when the necessities are at play, when the bare minimum, what's it, Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Mm-hmm. Yes. When, that's, when that comes into question, we all need shelter. We all need, you know, love. We need family. We need this. We need that. We need those those core things and when people don't have those things you can find holes or they'll experience things that you know i may not have any idea what that's like i don't know what it's like not to have a father in home i don't know what that's like you know what i'm saying and and if i'm not to knock anybody but i am that's something i am i'm proud of you should be you know what i mean but yeah. I, I think a lot of the times we get this a lot, especially you know in in our generation, our generation, we get this thing. Of, well, if you didn't really have a struggle, you're not going to be able to learn nothing and come up with nothing. I'm like, no, actually, because of my upbringing, I'm able to avoid a lot of the pit stops that my father had. Mm-hmm. You know correct. what I mean? Correct, correct. So that's what motivates men today to, to be do mentors or do better and be mentors. So the the, the children around him, man, look, man, it's it's very important that. I stay cocked and loaded in the right place and space because God's kept me for a reason. Okay? He's kept me for a reason. So if I'm not portraying a person, a stand-up guy, then the younger guys don't really have nothing to look at, look up to but the same thing that I looked up to, some bullshit to when mm-hmm. I was young mm-hmm. that did shape me into something because I felt that that was right because I, I never seen at no other time. way. Right. And our experiences just- are, are what make us different. No... Two people have the exact same life experience. Mm. You're not going to be in the same place at the same time with the same people every moment of your life. And so your experience is going to be different. You're going to be in different danger zones and experience different traumas in your life. And how you are raised in the environment you're in and the level of safety that you've experienced. All of these types of things, that fight or flight, all of these things you've had to pull from, um, lend to your trauma as well. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't come from a a home that was filled with love and, and um, took time to shape mental health and things like that, then you're not going to approach your traumatic experiences and your healing processes in a healthy way because you don't have that point of reference. So now this is shaping um, your adult life and how you, how you um, approach situations in your life. If you don't have a point of reference, even on the flip side, if you come from like Tad, a two family home that, you know, you didn't have any, um, any pitfalls in life, you didn't have to go through, you know, any struggle or anything like that. If you're, if your parents aren't um, forward thinking enough to still have those conversations with you about the possibilities, mm-hmm. then when you go off on your own you in your straight it. and narrow you life, you're up. not going to know how to yeah. fucking deal with life. I'm you glad can you get said caught that. up. You can still get caught up. So I don't how want you to forget you... something. She said, she said uh, 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 being, uh, uh, this is key right here. I want to come back to this. Keep on, Greg. But she said security. I want to touch mm-hmm. on security, how important that is. Go ahead. Yeah, safety and security that. is very important because, you know, your home is, 
the one safe haven you have from the rest of this entire world. It's the one place you can go and close the door and and feel secure from the rest of the world. And it's a crazy fucking world we live in. So if you come from a place that's not safe, that's not secure, where people are running in and out of the house or you're homeless or you're here and there and everywhere, you don't know what it feels like to be safe. So you're always on guard. So that's going to shape how you deal interpersonally okay. Okay. in relationships. Okay. okay. All of that, it all, it all goes together in tandem. God Dang. Okay, that's what I want to touch on. How the how the that not being piece. secure and being secure shows up, you know what I'm saying, later on in life and mm-hmm. how it can show up in your ro- romantic relationships or whatever the case may be, how easy it is for you to be transparent or just yeah, close off or just feed a little bit at a time. Expect but it's really not enough. It's, yeah, because yeah. it's really not enough to sustain it because you just only giving a bit out instead of you, you don't because trust nobody to sustain you a relationship there's got to be a point to where both individuals just huh, mm-hmm. right just pour out but you, you know? got to learn and you have this to create an atmosphere of security and safety yeah this is me shout out to lloyd this is what i man <laughs> okay. two two points that you hit on which is going to bring me right back to what you said earlier uh, the the fact that you know security is there, you know what I'm saying. Even though you know I may have came from, I may have come from a two parent home. There were times that they had to sit down and give me the lessons mm-hmm. that you know they went through or, or mm-hmm. things like that. Was talking and, about. And, and, and this is where the guy that you might agree with. This is where he, I think, he might have been trying to make his point. No matter what our experiences is, at some point in life, like you and me, completely different backgrounds. Completely, you know what I'm saying. The only thing that came to where we met was, guess what? At some point in time, we were both going to become men. Mm-hmm. And guess what? No matter what it is, life is going to tell men you need to navigate in order to live, in order to have something. Two different paths, yet we somehow have crossed this road and agree on a lot of things. You know what I mean? And I'm looking at that as like, that might have been what your guy was talking about. Yeah, you're our... Our um our childhood it, it shapes our life experiences it just shapes the way we are and who we are when we come into adulthood but at some point every man is going to have to be a man every woman is going to have to be a woman mm-hmm. you know what I mean no matter how what path you took to what, get there exactly you gotta, you gotta we all reach that and right you of saw it and I saw it of course at different times but we still saw okay there was a goal in mind you you wanted something more you wanted something more I wanted something more mm-hmm. it's like uh, I wrote this paper in college about surviving and thriving. What I what I learned is when I got out on my own, when I when I had my hard times, that's because I was protected. You know, I don't want to say I was sheltered, but I was protected. I didn't have those hard times that, you know, you might have had. You know what I mean? You, you didn't feel it like I felt it. I didn't. When you ran into the same situation. So watch it. When, but right. when you when you got to those hard situations, you was more prepared for those yeah, kinds yeah, of yeah. things. Okay. Yep. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I've, I've made it through, but I wasn't prepared for that. You know, and I, I believe there's a there's a, a difference when you come up, especially for young black boys. I'm almost done. I'm gonna make it quick, but there's a there's a point on surviving and thriving. When it came to being able to survive, you had that down. When you got to those hard times, I had to. You had to, yeah. mm-hmm. and I had to learn it along the way because I was sheltered or or, or given you know the the, the blessing of, of a father being able to show me that differently. But then we get to a point where it comes to thriving. I'm learning that, oh, shit, I, my father prepared me for all of this back then. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, we had this conversation about a week ago when you had that conversation when you, you know, when you was, you was locked up or right. whatever. And that revelation hit you and you was like, oh, no, I got to thrive now. I can't mm-hmm. just be scraping just and getting survive. by. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, it's still the same 
objective, the same goal. We mm-hmm. just got there through different routes. Right. And that's that point of being a man, whether you got to survive or thrive, it might be at different portions. But mm-hmm. you prepared for something that I wasn't. And then I was taught a lesson early in life that you learned later in life. Right. And you know, it, and not only the, uh, mm-hmm. the, the like one that. of the, yeah, great. One of the, um, other differences is 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 a time that it really happens or snaps in a person's life. You know what I'm saying? It took me a very long time for it to actually to register. You know what I'm saying? And, and for the same situation, you know what I'm saying? Either you're going to survive or thrive. That situation, you know what I'm saying? That point, that one point in your life when you question yourself, mine's came late. Yours came a little early. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And it goes back to our background and our environment and how we were raised. You know, you were raised traditionally. I was raised dysfunctionally. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, it took me longer to get to that point. I want to circle back now. This is similarity to last week, Red. Um, I want to circle back down to um, uh, um, meeting people in general, not necessarily the man, but the meeting people in general. I believe that when you meet somebody in your life, you know, um, especially when you get to a point of maturity, man and a, a man and a woman or whatever the case may be, not not, not no little boys and girls. <laughs> you get to a point and you meet somebody and y'all, y'all, y'all connect real quick or whatever the case may be. I believe, I truly believe that, like, you know, Red, you got something for me. You got something, uh, you got something that belongs to me. Mm-hmm. And that's why I connect with you. You know what I'm saying? Because you <clears> got <throat> something that belongs to me, whether you've given it to me or not. You know what I'm saying? Yet, but you got something that belongs to me. Tad has something that belongs to me. I have something that belongs to him. I like Because you know, he's a lot younger than me. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm older. But we connect like we just been the same well, age. We, you got to understand, we, we are energy. We're energy. And I believe in, in reasons and seasons. And, <coughs> and I believe that you're drawn to certain energies based on what you need or based on what your desires mm. are. Because when you put those things out into the atmosphere, when you write your list down and you, you say what you want and these are things you're going after, you're going to start to attract those things. That's the law of attraction. These are, these are tried, tested, and true, right? So if I come into your life at a time or we come into each other's lives at a time where we are needing certain things and we click that that's just the energy recognizing itself because whatever I have in me that you need, you're getting from me. We, we all need things. So, so using people and that kind of thing, we have to look at that objectively because I don't want to be around you. If I don't stand to gain anything from you, it's a waste of my time. So being aware of the fact that we all need each other, um, I think if within our relationship, if we talk about those things, if we put these things on the table instead of being underhanded about the things that we need from the people in our lives, if we talk about them, now now we've we've made this known. Now this is a common goal for us. Now I can be aware of the things that you need from me so I can be mindful when, when you're in need of those things. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of conversation can elevate our relationship. And that can also make us be able to intellectually look at um, a partnership and know when it's run its course as well. Mm. Because maybe you're here for a reason. Maybe there's a specific reason that that you're passing by my life. Maybe this is a season that I'm in and you have something because of your life experiences that have shaped you. And I need to glean that. I need to learn that from you. And so our energies have connected and now we click on, on that in that season. 
and then maybe you pass on, but maybe you're for a lifetime. But you have to be cognizant enough and you have to be self-aware enough to know what you need and what season you're in so that you can know if someone's here to take from you, but they have nothing to, to give you in return. You got to be able to see that. that okay, these are things come, that are going to help you avoid when heartache. When you're in a relationship, okay, go to this point right quick, Red. When you're in a relationship and, you, uh, and, and that person's feeding you and, and pouring into you and you're receiving from them because of that connection, right? And and. How do you know or uh, what's the transition to where and what's the feeling that you know that you're not getting any more from that? You know what I'm saying? What What, what is a, a telltale sign of the transition into when you know you, you're not getting? But the, the, the feelings are still there. I feel like I, I feel like it's like and, and you'll be able to relate to this. I feel like it's like working out um, when you start a workout re- regimen. Um, it, it's, it's like tears. The levels that that you progress it's to. Painful. So you, you start out, you know, just doing a little bit of cardio, and and if you're overweight, you're going to lose weight really, really fast. But at some point, if you keep only doing that cardio, you're gonna what's going to happen is you're going to plateau. So now you got to switch it up. Now we got to add some some strength conditioning, some weight training in there, so that we can start to lose weight and gain muscle at the same time. We got we got to switch it up if we want to see more results, because eventually we're going to keep doing the same thing and we're going to plateau again. So then we got to switch it up again. I feel like relationships are the same way. Everybody's growing in their own right. But when you come together in a relationship, now you're growing together if if the goal is longevity. So we have to be mindful of the places that each other is in and what we need from each other and be vocal about that so that we can continue to grow together. So that when we hit a plateau, I don't get pissed off because you're not giving me enough attention and you don't get mad at me because I'm never at home and you thinking I'm out doing whatever, but I'm just bored because you ain't on shit. We need to be aware of that so that we can realize together in tandem that, oh shit, we've plateaued. What's going on in our relationship that we're doing the same thing so we can switch it up so we can move on to this next level. Come on. That's a a pre-emergency room conversation that you have need to have with your mate because, you know, saying pretty much the relationship is is pretty much at that plateau level. It's in an emergency room. Yeah. And that's why conversation, that's why communication within any type of relationship, whether platonic or romantic um, communication is important because if you're feeling a way about me, about something I'm doing, about some kind of way that I'm treating you, but you don't communicate that to me, I may not be aware. I may not be at that point in my life where I'm self-aware. So I don't know that this thing that I'm doing is bothering you so much. So we'll never be able to get past it. So communication, I think, is top tier in any relationship. In order for you to grow, you got to be transparent and you got to communicate. Tell you ever experienced something like that? You know what I'm saying? Getting to getting to a, that plateau to where you know what I'm saying? There's nothing else coming from this. Of course, mm-hmm. of course, and it's 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 almost. But did you love? But were you? But how how does it weigh against the emotions that you have for that person, or do they falter too? At some point, you you know, emotions won't sustain a relationship. Let's mm-hmm. just say that. Yeah. As, as much as you love somebody, as hard as it is, you know, to to let go of something that you've built in I, I, I try to make it as practical as possible sometimes you, you buy into stock and sometimes you got to get rid of that stock you got to sell that bad stock if it's not producing and mm-hmm. if it's costing you of course we're talking about in a relationship so to make the connection at some point that person will cost you something a part of yourself i think we talked about this as well uh in a relationship where where you're not being fed where neither one is being fed you're actually costing yourself something 
You know what I mean? It's like it's buying. A, it's, 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 you're, you're buying a property <laughs> a and you, you didn't renovate it, and then you didn't keep the upkeep. Mm-hmm. You didn't pay taxes on it. You know what I'm saying? Look at that in a relationship. Yeah, y'all started dating, but you stopped dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you uh, y'all, y'all found things in common, but y'all didn't try anything new. Yeah, y'all, you mm. know, y'all made something important like kids, but y'all didn't look at uh, at y'all didn't plan. You know the ways you would raise a child. You know what I'm saying? That all of that stuff can get hard. You know what I'm saying? All mm-hmm. of it can become. Um, it, it could be almost like quicksand. And, and what happens is we get into patterns as opposed to rhythms. Mm, and I, and I, and I wrote about this, too. A lot of the times we'll get into a pattern, and that's how we get bored. Mm-hmm. And that's how we feel like, man, she ain't never home. Yeah, because now it's it this, becomes mundane. It's, it's second nature. You're, you're just coasting. You're on cruise control. And what happens with a pattern? It's just, like you said, it's cruise control. But when you have a rhythm, when you get knocked off, what do you do? You, 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 go, you groove with it. Yeah, and, and the yeah, rhythm yeah. may change, but y'all stay in the rhythm as opposed to a pattern. Mm-hmm. A pattern gets messed up it's automatically now we don't know what to do we don't know what to do but when it's a rhythm Mm. we can get knocked off and we just gonna gonna switch this groove and we're gonna keep going and i think that's i think that's a lot of the problems that we have in relationships we get caught in the patterns and we don't have any rhythm Mm -hmm. Mm. and i I think the muscle to exercise that that would be communication if you if you beef your communication muscle up it's it's like taking dancing lessons Mm -hmm. you take dancing lessons then if you if you forget the steps in the choreography you're going to be able to get back on because you know you the rhythm it's in you now because you've been taking the lessons then when the communication if if it's an individual that that notices this and and really wants to stay into this relationship and they have that communication and they continue to have the communication over and over and over but the person uh, the other person on the other side is just not understanding the conversation they're not understanding what the, what the then, house, then the you know that it's run it. its course because this person has hit a plateau and you're ready to to switch it up and they don't want to switch it up so now we have a problem so that stock we have a problem we, that, that's what comes with being self-aware and communicating in a relationship if you when you're unwilling to change the person who 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 can't learn anything else They've plateaued themselves. There's a glass ceiling over their head. You can't tell them shit else in life, period, in any facet of life. If you can't be told nothing, you can't learn anything, you know everything already, you can't be taught, you've gone as far as you can go. Mm -hmm. You've gone as far as you can go because there's always more to learn. There's always more to learn. There's always more ways to elevate yourself, to expand yourself, to expand your territory. But you have to you have to be open to new information. And then you have to take that that new information and you have to do what's called precepting. You have to, you have to precept <laughs> that on, new information to make sure that's like verifying that this person is real. The blue check they've been verified by Come Instagram. On now, you know what I'm saying? You got to verify don't know that what information. Precepting is that's just getting your shit verified. You Come know what on, I'm you got to do that. You have to do that. You have to do it in life. So if if you can't learn anything, then you you've reached the end of your pitiful rope. <laughs> you know. Hey I'm y'all, sorry y'all tuned into the throne and uh. <laughs> And we've been talking about uh, uh, communication. We've been talking about different things on the show this morning in this first segment. And um, I just want to leave you with this right quick, just real quick. If you get to a point to where nothing changed, nothing's going to change. And another thing is this. If you believe and you say certain things, see, words are strong. There's a couple of statements, you know what I'm saying, that, that tears people up and they don't even know. And that's they use them all the time. That's just the way I am. 
Mm-hmm. I'm just cut that way. Mm-hmm. Well, you just stay that way then. Mm-hmm. We be back. <laughs> you just stay <laughs> you that just way. Stay that way. <laughs> So secure when your arms around me, arms around me to fill your embrace and warms my heart, warms my heart. And your touch it keeps my mind at ease. The peace won't last long before the storm. And you scream, I scream, that's how we do things. And almost too boring, been there, done that.
Welcome back to the throne. My name is King Charles. I got Red January and Tad Nips in the house with nice me. You know, we doing it with it, do. But I want to let you guys know that uh, I'm grateful to be on uh, Fishbowl Radio Network. That's the platform that I'm on, you know, broadcasting all over the world, you know, 6.2 million impressions a month. Uh, they're hitting. So um, that's what it is, you know what I'm saying, Fishbowl Radio Network. If you're thinking about maybe doing you getting on live radio like King Charles is, or um, you might want to come in the studio and record your podcast or whatever the case may be, you can get with me or just go ahead and Google Fishbowl Radio Network, and we'll show you how to do that right here, right now. <coughs> I'm, I'm confused a little bit. And um, uh, and what I'm confused about is, because it wasn't a, a confusion. I just kind of mixed both of them together, you know, um, <laughs> um, open marriage opposed to polygamy you know what I'm saying I kind of blended in my thought for some reason I blended that shit in there together but it has so many differences it's a shame you know so but I want to talk about you know um, what y'all definition of what you know about open marriages you know what is the do's and don'ts and needs and wants and how is it formatted it's funny that you say that because I just read a post uh, this morning we on read Instagram. The same we Monique, read the same. yep. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, Monique was talking about um, the comedian Monique. Um, Nick, Nick. I get. Oh my goodness. I guess her and her husband <clears throat> had an, had an open marriage for a long time, and now she's kind of rescinded that. Mm -hmm. agreement um i guess because she feels like this man has been down for her you know he's the best manager she's ever had and and all of these things and and he really cuts for her and she didn't want to compromise that for a lay these were her words and um i i that struck a nerve with me because i've had a lot of conversations about um polyamory and and <clears throat> excuse me damn and and having open relationships or open marriages and um i think the difference with with polyamory in today's um modern society i think it's it's used as a tool um more commonly um than you would have seen it How so? before i think that that men specifically yes indeed here we go use it as a tool to fuck around i i think because it's a conversation that is so much more common now than it ever has been and it's become stylish and it's become faddish not to say that there's anything wrong with with being polyamorous if you really are you know, in that lifestyle and you understand, you know, why you're doing it and, and the people, the the women or the people, let's just say the people that are involved are really in it for the right reasons and not just because um, they, I'm, I'm a woman and I just really love this man so much that I allow this man to manipulate me into being in a polyamorous relationship That's for the sake of being with him. That, and you, you see that a lot. It's really yeah. common. Um, open marriages, I feel like maybe it's approached a little more, um, from a, a head space and not, and not a heart space, maybe it works because let's say, you know, we both travel for work and we're not home a lot, you know, but we, we know we make a good team and, and the money is right and, and we got, you know, things going on and we're cool with that if, if both people are in the same space to do that in, in a respectful way. 
But I think the polyamory thing now in today's society versus open marriages, I would prefer um, if I were to have a preference, let me say this. <laughs> Clarify it. If I were to have a preference, I, I would prefer um, po- a polyamorous relationship versus an open marriage. And I say that because polyamory represents family, it, re- it represents community and, and those types of things. And an open relationship or open marriage just means I want to fuck around because of whatever um, whatever things we have going on in our relationship that cause us not to have the time to spend with each other, from my point of view. And, and, and um, um, before I... But I'm good. I'm before stingy. I, before, I, <laughs> before I shoot it over mm-hmm. to Tad, I want to say it worked. For Monique for so long, you know what I'm saying? Because this this is not something that they were uh, um, doing for 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 a couple of years. I mean, they've been together since 19 years old, you know. And mm-hmm. um, when they got married, and to this point now, that's a long ass time, and it's sustained time in that capacity. Now she's making a decision to stop it, you know. But, but look think, at the reason she chose. No, the reason she chose, it. I understand that. But you know what I'm saying? But the reason could be authentic or good, but that doesn't mean the result of the decision is going to be right. good. Because what's been working for so long and to drastically change it now and even later on in life, you know what I'm saying? What what kind of decision are you making? Are you but really, who's to say uh, they didn't reach that plateau? Together. Oh, the plateau that we were talking about mm-hmm. in the last segment. Jesus oh, and okay. what if they reach their plateau? Maybe okay. yes, it's been working for nineteen years. Yeah, yeah, but but now you know they fifty five. 60. That shit at some got point, old. It got old. I'm tired of fucking a whole bunch of people. I'm tired of putting miles on my body. We together. We ain't going nowhere. Sit down somewhere because the openness of the marriage more than likely was for physical sexual reasons. If they so solid in their relationship. It's hard to to cultivate a strong, solid foundation in a relationship with one person, let alone spreading yourself thin all over the place. So chances are, if you have an open, especially marriage, it's open in terms of sexual partners. So if if at, I mean at one at what point do you say, okay, I am too old for this shit? I mean, we need to get blood pressure checked. You know, we need to know signs know. of stroke and heart attack and diabetes. I, I mean, at, at what point do you switch it up? Well, I guess when it can't get wet and it can't get hard no more. We <laughs> <laughs> good? Yeah. I yeah, mean, when your when your when your life goals change, yeah. that those things aren't aren't necessary. You're not going to be a horny young nah. person for the rest of your life. So, is yeah. it really necessary to be out here in these streets? Because really, to tell you the truth, years. the older you get, you know what I'm saying. And I, this might sound funny to coming out of some people, and some people might not agree. <laughs> um, that as you get older, you know, the sex becomes less and less important in, in, in your top. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It begins to drop down. It's a not little the bit. number one priority, right? Because right. other things become like your health and stuff like that. And different things <laughs> like I got that to stay healthy become, so I can keep fucking. <laughs> yeah, it's just other things. <laughs> right. So, so Tad, what I want you to do from your understanding mm-hmm. right now, what are the rules of an open marriage? Well, you know, because we're saying it. Well, what are the rules and the guidelines and the policies well, in that? Let shit? me be, let me be clear because, <laughs> because I'm not married. You know, I'll, I'll be clear. So my my knowledge of this is very limited. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I guess I kind of agree with what Red said as far as an open marriage. It's 
that's a marriage and it's it's just okay well we can do this and we can do that are those the rules to me there's a lot of danger involved with it you know what i mean because it's it's just open whereas with polygamy it's actually hey this is what we agree upon the, in the true sense of polygamy not mm-hmm. with people true just sense of the polygamy this is it and this is the truth and this is how we going to live yeah you know what i'm saying it's and everybody it, it, agrees on it it encompasses the whole like you said family community the goal where we all trying to go whereas the open marriage is kind of like eh, it's that's too much you know and i don't think uh oh honey i'm going on a date I'll be back. You know what I'm dinner. saying? Like it's like, eh, well, we we agree, so I guess we gotta be cool with. But at what point is is somebody not cool with that no more? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, do, do that. I don't know if they have the rules of like, well, if we both got time, then we need to be together. But if we don't got time, then we can do what we want to do. <laughs> I don't know what their rules or what their policies. Are. I would just imagine it's the same as don't you know bring home no diseases and no outside babies. Like that's right. what I would imagine it would be. You know, I, I don't know. I think you know it's more intense than that because the simple fact is for it to sustain even for the longest it did, um, Monique, you have to have some really, really hard set rules. I think one of the rules, in, in, because you have to look at the emotional from the woman and the logical from the man, is that, you know what I'm saying, whatever, it's open, but whatever you do, I don't want to know nothing about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, Definitely I don't want to know that. nothing um, about it. If you need to hit a cone, hit a cone, hit a cone, you know what I'm saying? But do it on your time when you're out and about. Be discreet. You know what I'm saying? Very we extremely discreet. Away from our circle. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That. And stuff it's, like yeah, that. You know, if not. you feel the need, so be it. But you know what I mean? And that's what I'm saying. It's know? levels to this shit. I mean, you know, because first of all, to be to be polyamorous, when we think about polyamory, we think about a man with multiple girlfriends or, or wives. Or First of all, you need to have enough money to sustain a situation like mm-hmm. that. Because if you broke, yeah, if you got three incomes, then, then you need to right, right. Or or incomes. we're talking about incomes. You know, the the girls if that's if that's what you've agreed upon. But still, you can't come to the table. And you and you trying to be the man of the house. You trying to rule over three women or two women or whatever. Not rule over, but be the man. When we've already talked about establishing what it means in a relationship, the roles and all that. Whatever. You better be bringing the if we're talking about if we're talking about traditionally, yeah. you better come with king dingling energy. Number one. Number two. You better be coming with enough dick. Because. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on now. Eventually, it's gonna slow down. So we got we got to have some rules in place here. Like I mean, Viagra. But, but then, you know, there's 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 different things to that too, Red. You know what I'm saying? Tad just yelled one out, you know. And, uh, <laughs> but there's other things too. They can do some things together themselves. You know what I'm saying? It ain't always got to be. About well, and, and maybe and maybe that ain't what we on. Maybe maybe oh. the women are not don't swing that way. That's not necessarily what polyamory not is about. But the majority. Says who? Says King Charles on the it, throne. I said that you don't know, but you man, come and on, there's man. There's the answer. Tad, Tad, back me up on this, man. You know, most women. <laughs> here I go. I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna drop it harder you than red. You got to beat me on the show. Right? I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna drop it harder than red when she say most men. I'm gonna drop it harder. Most women, in my opinion. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And since we're talking not, about opinions, I don't even have anything to say because it's an opinion. Most women, from my experience, mm-hmm. okay, let me go and let me, let me tell the damn truth. Mm-hmm. Most women, from my experience, are curious. Curious anyway. <laughs> <laughs> 
most women, in my experience, are curious. Allison went to Wonderland. Lord have mercy. No, Ted, you can't back me up on that, man. I'm laughing because it's because he knows. I know it's it's true. Listen, oh, can I just talk freely, King? Yes, you can. Look on the throne. You're never going Look to. Look how red looking at you. You're <laughs> never. Listen to me very clearly. You're never going to get 100% the full proof of it. But check this out. Most women will. Most women will admit to. Oh yeah, I kissed a girl before. Oh, that ain't shit. That ain't nothing. They will admit to that. All these women ain't gonna admit to sucking no pussy. They just not. You know what I'm saying? Not saying all of them do, but more than likely, if you if you can have the curiosity enough to to kiss another woman and be fine with it, it's like, mm, well, how far? No, indeed. Let me finish. Mm, how you far will it? Because you ain't going to say everything, but I guarantee you it ain't no dudes just like, oh, I kissed a dude in college. But that was <laughs> it. No, nigga, it ain't. If no. you kissed a dude in college, nigga, you was uh, in the boo-booing plague or something. Yeah. Like, you was... You was on something else. I'm going to holler at you later, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't no, oh, I, I, I kissed a dude. No, you didn't. If you kissed uh, a dude, you, you know what I'm saying? No, you, ain't, you ain't some bullshit up. That's what I'm saying. I am and not women can say, I'm I not dignifying this with a response. And this and that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you <laughs> Y'all sound like some teenagers. Well, no, it, it's. Summer camp. I am a sum total of my life experiences. Mm. And in my experience, this is what I have not only seen and witnessed. You catch, man, you can catch them up easy. It's it's like, yo, come on, man. I already said I'm not dignifying it with a response. Next subject. But yeah, but you know, I can understand that, Red, because you know what I'm saying? That's just not your story. You know what I'm saying? You're, You're some issue of your experiences, and that's just not your experience. Well, I wasn't speaking from my own experience. Let's be clear. I'm just saying that we are not in a position to say that that is the norm or the average. I mean, that is the fantasy behind it. And there are some women that do get down, but there are plenty of women that don't. And so that's not necessarily going to lend to your incompetence. That's what we were talking about. I thought we were talking about <laughs> In Jesus' name, amen. I Just because you can't get that. it up don't mean for me to go play with my sister wife because I might not be on that kind of time. I that's we, what I would Well, you thought first wrong. First of all, who's not getting it up? That's the one. Yeah, who's not like, getting it up? I mean, that's life true. happens, and these are things to be considered when you're entering into a contract as serious Man, they, as they, 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 a polygamous agreement. That is Come the on. moment Cialis and Viagra will become... Uh, if you live to be 80, you can... You, you can if you, you can, can pop a pill and get it, you're going to be as a man. I hate it here. As a, you you going to have to hate it. Listen, as a man, if you know your stuff ain't working and then there's a miracle pill that can make it work, you're going to take it. Yes. Well, okay. I, I'm not negating so, that or then, arguing and, and that point. You're but wrong in the game. You so, know what I'm saying? But so to the point of, this is purely because I'm on a panel of men and we're talking about <laughs> polyamory and fucking of, multiple women. Get out of here. Uh, to the point of most women have probably kissed another woman in their day. I'm going back to this. Most women probably kissing over. That's what they're gonna admit to. I'm sick of it. That's what they're gonna admit to okay. if they have. If they, and not saying all women kiss women, but I'm saying Mm-mm. if they've admitted to it, like, oh yeah, I kissed a girl and this and that. Is that I all you kissed did? Kissed a girl and I liked it. Taste of a cherry. Taste of her yeah. cherry chapstick. Shut up, because Katie to, to tell you the truth, a kiss, <laughs> kiss is one of the most intimate things. It that most you can certainly do. is. Exactly. It's one of the most intimate things that you can do to a person. I, I, you know I can, I can do some things that. And I won't kiss you in the mouth. Mm. 
And she said that right here on the throne. I did. Y'all. Yeah, yeah. You're not getting you're not getting in my face necessarily. I'm inclined <laughs> to agree with you on that point. <laughs> hey yeah. man, we're gonna take a quick musical break. That testosterone right rising up.
January and we're back on the throne. Um, so in the last segment, we were touching on um, the difference between polyamorous, polyamorous relationships and open marriages or relationships. And I just want to um, drag that on just a little bit um, and, and talk about polyamory from a different aspect. Um, um, from the point of, I, I want to pose the question of why, um, especially in in these modern times now that that polyamory is a more common uh conversation um and polygamy um why is it that men are so men who are in committed relationships um would prefer to cheat as opposed to having the conversation with their significant others about possibly trying an open relationship or trying out polyamory um why why is that such a hard thing and the reason i ask is cuz i've i've been in a situation myself where i was dealing with someone and i found out he was he was in a committed relationship and i brought up the conversation and he refused to be honest or to you know to quit the relationship with me like he would he would have preferred to continue um having a relationship with me and not bring that that conversation into his relationship with his significant other why why is that i think it's a um i'm 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 gonna jump in here uh i think it's a pandora's box is the reason why and um most men i mean excuse me from my experience being in relationships and um uh, if if i want to be straightly a hundred percent honest and say Something like, hey, I, I, you know, I had a notion today, and uh, I don't want to talk to you about it. You know, and what is that? You know, um, you know, so and so, yeah, yeah, man, I, man, I would love to sleep with her. You know, um, you know, um, it, it just, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's Pandora's box. You know what I'm saying? Who can receive that? You know what I'm saying? And it, it, even if you, if you're telling the truth, I but mean, who it's can all receive about that? Your delivery, of course, right, you're not right. gonna come straight in. With right, that I'm not gonna come. Shit, I'm not gonna know. come like that. But you know what I'm saying? But that's the information <laughs> that I'm gonna. Translate. What's the perfect or, or or even or even this man? You know what I'm saying? Even the um, even if you don't have the notion to one person or this particular person, or and, and you just approach the conversation about living the polyamorous lifestyle to your mate. You know what I'm saying? And come with a great delivery and everything, and come with the logics of it. You know what I'm saying? And definitely, sex is not going to be at the top of any of those. Come with the logic of you know what I'm saying? The um, financial. Uh, uh, benefits from it, you know what I'm saying. The family oriented biz- uh, benefits of it, you know what I'm saying, and all of the things that we want to do later on in life, like travel and different things like that. You know, mm-hmm. you'll be able to do those things because you know, just like Red said earlier in the show, it, um, coming with an income is is mandatory, man. You know, because other than that, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Then it then it comes back to to then sex Sense. becomes more yeah, important yeah, than yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So you know, saying uh, the incomes have to be, you know, personalities, characters, you know what I'm saying, being able. Able to play like little kids, you know what I'm saying? You know, right? So with all whole, with all of that, why why it's hard to be? have that conversation? Because in my experience, I guess it could be the women that I've been with in my life, or uh, our communication level that um, she wouldn't be able to handle it or or, or, or rec- accept me and my truth. Because what I would be doing, opposing, I would be fighting against myself because I would be a planting her seed for her to look at me sideways mm-hmm. now. Absolutely, absolutely. So now you, you, you make a key point of, of 
speaking to living in your truth. So now if this is something you're interested in and, and you bring this conversation to your significant other, um, you have a strong inclination to know out the gate if it's going to be well received or not. So that's going to lend to the decision of whether or not to bring the conversation up in the first place. But if this is your truth and this is something that you really want to do, um, whether it's influenced by, by your interest in someone else or not, um, do you act on your desire for this other person or do you, um, in, in the absence of your uh, enthusiasm to bring this conversation to your lady because you know she ain't having it, mm -hmm. do you still live out those desires or do you... And live in your and live in your truth, and be dishonest with her, or do you allow the chips to fall where where they may? No, you you you. What you do is you do the next right thing. You know what I'm saying? There's two things that you can do. You can continue to have the conversation, or even if you don't have the conversation and know that she just won't receive. But first of all, you can't just know because if you believe that, you know, your belief on is not necessarily the truth. So therefore, you gotta have the conversation. If the conversation is had and, and it, nothing changes or whatever the case may be, then you got to look back and do a self inventory with self. How important is my mm -hmm. relationship with this person? You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Can I put the relationship as a whole? Not the love, not the emotion that I feel, but the relationship in itself mm -hmm. as a whole. Is that more important to me than having another person in my life? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Another person in our life or whatever the case may be. What's more important? So therefore, you have to make that decision. And if uh, if the decision to have another person in your life is greater than the relationship, then you need to have another conversation with that person. Because apparently it has plateaued now. Because what you need and want in your life doesn't, yeah, doesn't match up and doesn't line up mm -hmm. what's coming next. Mm -hmm. And that, and that, and that goes in, in, in you know, it's, people might refute this, but that goes into, uh, uh, growth and where you're growing, what direction you're growing in in your life. Because so you then, can, then, then with the dishonesty, what, what, where does that, where does that come in? Because so many men, so many relationships are being, um, defiled. So many people are cheating on their significant others. This comes from fear, Red. Fear. Fear. When of we what have fear. Let me, don't, let me tell you something. Anytime that I've cheated on a woman in, 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 in my relationships, it can't, it, I found out now later on in life, it's all rooted in fear. And the simple fact is, you know what I'm saying? I'm scared to have the serious conversation because I'm scared of the results. Mm. So therefore, I didn't sit down before I got my, I drug my, my my dick in the sand, man. You know what I'm saying? I didn't sit down and have a real serious conversation and made the real yeah made the made the real serious. There's no reason that you should step out on your mate and not have a conversation before you set out in recovery. I'm not going to call my sponsor when I'm in a dope house, man. Mm -hmm. I'm going to call my sponsor if well, I have a feeling about, about it. come on yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same concept, man. You know wow. what I'm saying? You can't be out there dipping and tripping and body slamming, and then you want to get caught up and say, hey, man, I, I've been doing this for a while because of this, because of that, because of that, you know, and I just was afraid to bring it up to you, but I got urges and desires and stuff that I felt that you wouldn't be along the lines of, okay. Okay. Well, okay. you didn't know because you didn't give me the opportunity. Didn't to say give the yes, opportunity. I will, no, I it's won't. rooted in fear. There it is. 
He said it. He just said it. And and, and that's proof that delivery means way more because what you just said, I would have, you said it like, well, hey, you know, if if this is what you want to (laughs) do, you have to weigh whether this one is better or not for you, then you choose the one that's, you know, more important to you. You have to have a conversation about it. My thing is, well, look, what's better for you? Okay, go with that one. You don't even really owe nobody nothing after that. Because it ain't about nobody. That's why I pointed to you when you said living in your truth. I mean, it's living in your truth. You don't owe nobody nothing. More important than, than appeasing someone else's feeling. Well, let, we don't even got to say your truth. Let's just say the truth of the matter is, it ain't just his truth or her truth. The truth of the matter is you want more than what this person is, is willing, willing to, to provide. Yep. And that don't yep. make that person wrong. Bad or bad. Or bad at all. That just means that y'all are not equally but y'all just and, and you need to go your separate ways. So the truth. Even if you got five years in. Even if you yep. got five years in. What's and once more you know important better, do better. to you? Hello? Plateau. And there you go. Hey, Come on hey, now. Plateau. Hey, I was trying to find something to argue with, but we kind of <laughs> just jelling <laughs> on everything. Yeah, there was no argument. That you know shit. It's like, Call and, a spade a spade. And and, and, I, and I see that now, you know, because um, and a lot of times I think uh, a lot of our relationships is, 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 that we're, we're dealing with, you know what I'm saying? And this goes back to a few shows when we were talking about the building blocks of relationships. You got you got to understand what you what you're building your foundation of your relationship mm-hmm. on, man. If you're building your foundation on your relationship on the truth, man. I'm talking about the butt naked ice cold truth. Butt naked you ice know, cold. You know, the come on, come on, that real truth. You know what I'm saying? Whether you makes you feel uncomfortable or not, mm-hmm. whether I'm I'm afraid to bring this to you because I'm afraid of how you might take it. It don't matter. But stand in your truth and have that conversation. But let me give you something real, real cold, real quick. Let me just slam the gavel down. This type of shit comes with being a solid individual. This type of school of thought comes with being a well-rounded student of yourself done the work type just of person le- i just learned this lesson because you did the let work let me be vulnerable though. right quick you, i just learned this lesson late in my life but that's okay you learned the you lesson because saying? you did the work to learn the lesson so that that's the point if you don't ever learn the lesson then then you can't you True. can't be well, on the I level to lesson, have these man. types of conversations so you're going to keep going in the same circle you're going to keep experiencing the same types of relationships until you learn the lesson so if you don't do the work you shouldn't even be out here dating. Don't bring your unhealed self and your trauma, unresolved on, bullshit over here trying to have a relationship with somebody and you can't even damn communicate right because you don't know what the hell you want or how you really feel because you ain't spent no time with yourself. With you, yeah. With yourself. Yeah. Yes. You can't come over here and be nothing for me if you can't be nothing for yourself. Don't come looking for me to save you, to help you, to pull you out the miry mud. I need you to come at least on your healing journey. Damn. I really, really, truly believe if people have not spent time with themselves and and gotten to know themselves and know what it is that they really want, they're not ready to bring their energy, to blend their energy with somebody else. Because there's going to be too many bumping heads moments. Red just said the key word, really know what you want. In other words, (laughs) I'm not. I'm not because I just learned a, 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 a great lesson. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and this has nothing to do with an individual because all the players are great people. You know what I'm saying? And I just want to say this, man. I learned a great lesson. And here's my lesson. 
I'm not going to never live another day in my life if you can't live the truth with me and I can't speak the truth with you. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, so I'm coming across the board the straight truth. If that makes you uncomfortable or makes me uncomfortable, something wrong. Mm-hmm. Something wrong. If I'm scared to say something to you, Red, something wrong with me, man. I need to look at that. Why am I afraid to say the truth, my truth to you? Mm-hmm. And why am I not saying my real truth? You did it. You was there. Come on, man. Stand on it. Stand, Stand up on in it. it. Stand I mean, listen, because you not, might I'm bless I'm not living somebody. it no more. I'm yeah. not living. I'm not basing anything else that I'm having in my life on a lie. I like that, man. Um, Period. And, and, and even to the point where even if it makes you uncomfortable, mm-hmm. sometimes the truth is just uncomfortable. Fear. But can you deal and accept the truth? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm 100% with you. But even if it does make her uncomfortable or it makes you uncomfortable, still you have to be able to appreciate that it is the truth. Mm-hmm. It's reality. The wool's not being pulled over your eyes. You know what I mean? I, I, love, I love that concept of, of just truth with everything. Yeah. I'll tell you. Wait. Ooh, this is going. You're going to like this part. <laughs> this is where <laughs> this is where a lot of men falter. And brothers, you know I'm always a hundred percent on our side, but this is where a lot of men falter though. Uh it's and it goes to fear, you know what I'm saying? And it goes to to, you know, not being, you know, truthful. But I think a lot of the times men the, the men's fear is different than what a woman's fear is gonna be. Mm-hmm. Uh I, agree with that. I, I think when it comes to that why men lie or, you know, step out and stuff like oh, that yeah. and don't want to be up front and had that thing is because it's the oh this is so childish it's so childish though but it's the it's the loss that we're looking at what we're going to lose in mm-hmm. in every man in the Thank world you can for saying so watch this every every, every like man in the world can truth speak, though, every really? man in the world can speak to this every man in the world can speak to this uh when you out with your boys and it's like you know what i'm saying am i gonna risk some some guarantee you know mm-hmm. over some possibility no, you don't do like, and you, that's how y'all you, asses think too. Well, let me let me finish. Not, not am I gonna hurt my woman? How is she gonna feel? But am I gonna lose her over? I might get some pussy. This, I hate y'all. No, I'm, no, I'm saying that's that's a that's the fear. Yeah. The fear isn't am I gonna lose like this person that I love and I put time with a lot of the times. So when it comes to cheating, mm-hmm. it comes to dang, I'm gonna lose this guaranteed over some mm-hmm. possibility. You know, and, and that's so minor and that's so small and it seems really immature, but that's what it is a lot of the times. And until you get, you know, a little bit older and then you look at it as like, man, well, I didn't put some time in with this person and this and that mm-hmm. and da, da da da. But when you're thinking from a sexual mind where your mindset is clearly set on the sexual pleasures of it all, that's as far as it goes. But when it's a little bit, when it's not a little bit, but when it's deeper than that, that's when they'll start to say, nah, I ain't about to risk my woman who this, 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 mm-hmm. and give me this over this one moment of just getting this. And that's and a part that. might not even be good with your dumb ass. And, and that's the part that a lot of men reach later. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I'll be honest. Most, and, and I, I, I could be wrong. But if but, the truth was in there, you wouldn't even have that conversation with yourself. Exactly. But as a young man, I'm telling you, when I was 21, 22, I was out here, man. I didn't. I didn't care about that, and that, and that also let me know I didn't even understand what love was. Because just like you said, my fear wasn't hurting this person. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even losing this person for who she was. It was losing. Damn, I got some guaranteed over here. I might mess this up, and then 
not even had this guaranteed. But as I got older, and then that's when you start to realize and those lessons come through. Like you say, you get older, sex is not the priority. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not the top. You know what I mean? Well, it's and up this, there, but it's just <laughs> well, it's up there, but it's but it's but that that's when you you know when you truly love somebody, that's when you're looking at. It's oh, more than yeah, really oh wait, it's um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a whole bunch of different things. I appreciate you know, your honesty. You know, but I'm, I mean, most guys are done with that. I'm, I'm saying at least by the age of thirty. In, in my mind, I could be wrong, but I would imagine like by the age of thirty, most dudes are like, man, Baby, forget all that. In my experience, it don't never because because your fear changes. Of like, man, do I really want to hear her right now? Yeah. To, but you, you, know can, you can control. <laughs> you can be control. Honest. Right. You can control. All narratives in, in in this conversation that we have in here today on the throne, you can control. Uh, and I'm speaking to the men. You can control all avenues of the narrative that we're talking about here on the throne on, on the throne today, with the truth. So, in your seeking, your search, or whatever the case may be, uh, dating. You know, have conversations to where you know what I'm saying that you know that. This person to tell you this is a this is a fabulous statement. I love hearing this statement. You can talk to me about anything. I want you to know that you can talk to me. Your truths, your needs, your wants, your desires, or whatever the case may be, they have to be on this table. You know what I'm saying? And you gotta only realize that you you might not be able to, to it. digest it all. But at least it is the, tr- to the truth. Be open to the truth. You know, what I mean? it takes work like everything else. But you have to throw that conversation coming from both people mm-hmm. on the table, and then you have to work towards that where that'll be the norm in that in that union. Yes, you you know what I'm saying? That out the gate. You can't come, come with that later down the line and no, think it's going to be because the foundation is different at that point. Like that. Right. Later down the line, the foundation is built on something else, else mm-hmm. right? That's right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Whether they took a, a building. grown folk talk on the yeah. throne today, y'all. I mean, whether they took one of them building blocks from the traditions or whatever to to to, to build this on or whatever. Because, you know, we talked about that. You know, it's a whole, a whole heap of things that we can take traditionally and build on, you know what I'm saying, today's society and relationships. Mm-hmm. Because, you know what I'm saying, those things, in my opinion, never change. Mm-hmm. Right. They never the change. Framework. It you know what I'm saying? Change. But, you know, you have some stuff back there that's wishy-washy that just wouldn't apply today. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But those building blocks, you have to. And one of them is the truth, man. One of them Definitely. is the truth. A lot of people say uh, uh, conversation and this, that, which are very important. It's the ground they're, they're very important. But if you yeah, but can't start a relationship on the truth, yeah. it is damned. Mm-hmm. From the very beginning, you got to be real about who you are, where you come from, your baggage or whatever. You have to give me the opportunity to say, yes, I can handle this. Yes, I'm willing to take this on or no, I cannot. At this point in my life, you've got too much or you don't have enough life experience or whatever it is. But if we're not dealing in the truth, then it's a it's, it's a make-believe situation. It's a fairy tale because we're not even building on no real shit. So eventually, Mm-mm. this shit's gonna come tumbling down. That shit because poops the dragon. You gotta you gotta remember the the initial lie that you told, and then you're gonna eventually have to build on that lie. You know, and and pieces and shit's gonna fall through the cracks, and it's not gonna be able to uphold no real shit. Bottom line. Point two: Don't lie, cause I'm gonna know you're lying. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> ain't got the spidey sense, but I got the spidey sense. Don't lie. Ted, you got something before we take a break? No, y'all just hitting on everything. I think I do got (laughs) something I want to talk about when we come back. We'll be back. Throne. We'll be back.
Welcome back to the throne. My name is Tad Nips. I'm here on the throne with, of course, King Charles and the ever so lovely Red January. Uh, yo, I, I got I got a topic, man. I got a topic, and I think y'all gonna like this one or whatever. Like I'm on some serious note. Uh, so uh, I, I was watching. Oh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Kevin Lehman. Kevin Lehman. Uh, he had a, a small interview. He even wrote a book about it. I read years ago when I was in marriage counseling. I didn't get married though. This, when I was just to clarify I that. Say something. I don't know. I, 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 we didn't get married, but we went through the whole counseling phase. Anyway, uh, but uh, it, it talked about probably um, why you didn't get married. Yeah, huh? <laughs> could have been, but you know, whatever. Okay. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. Okay. No, but he talked about uh, how kids grow up, our children grow up, 
uh, in the same family, yet different families. And mm. he says, it's, it's dope, right? All right, so check this out. As the oldest child, the middle child, and the youngest child, all right, you experience your parents differently. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. so you have to remember, ah, you, yeah, were, yeah, you were the like oldest child. Something about that. You know, then you had a, a younger brother or sister, so you had a younger sibling. You're still the oldest child. Nothing changes there, all right? So you kind of take this role of this is what, this is how I see life. You know, this is how I see my childhood. This is what it is. As the middle child, first you're just the youngest, and then you become the middle child. So you get a change of being the baby to being above somebody, but yet still having to be under the authority of maybe an older mm-hmm. uh, sibling. So you see your childhood differently as well. You you don't have a role. You're in the middle. So you don't have a def- defining role. But as the baby of the family, guess what? You see life as... This is all my protection. Mm. This is all the provision wow. that I have. And I'm going to run my life because wow. I got this. Mm-hmm. And it was the book, <laughs> name of the book is called The Birthing or- Order by Kevin Lehman. But when, uh, when I, was, I read the book, it just popped up on my, um, on my phone from like years ago on my Kindle. And I'm like, wow, we do see how does that affect us in our relationships? Mm. You know what I mean? When, when we come into that, um, that, that romantic relationship with with the wife or, or, or with the husband, whoever's getting married, and it's like, oh, well, this was the youngest child. Why is that important? Oh, mm-hmm. This was the oldest child. Why why is he like this or why is she like this? And this is the middle child who seems to choose when they want to take responsibility and when they don't. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow. Why is it that those, those why do we see life so differently? Why do we grow up in three different families? Well, because we get, we get different versions of our parents. There you go. Because I, as the oldest child, you know, my mom was a young a mother and mm-hmm. she wasn't prepared for the world she had to learn and we grew up together and so as as a middle child she was more settled into being a parent so my brother got a more relaxed version of her and mm-hmm. as the baby he was a little bit more spoiled mm-hmm. then she had another baby who was actually the baby and my brother who was the middle child had that what they call middle child syndrome didn't get quite get enough attention from mom and wasn't the baby anymore. So he resented my little sister, like all of those things. And then the baby, she was a spoiled little fucking brat, got to do whatever she wanted. Cause mom, she's settled in. She ain't tripping. She didn't had two kids that then she sees what it is now. So she's not so, so overbearing with the baby, I mm-hmm. guess. And that determined how we came out in life. I'm the most responsible of my siblings because mm-hmm. I was the oldest. I played the mother role to the younger two. Middle kids. My he, brother, he's the, loner. he's the middle kid. He's a loner. He, he's always in trouble. He, he, was a, he was the one that experimented and went off on his own first. And my sister being the baby, she's being spoiled. She's a brat. She didn't get along with anybody. She got everything she ever wanted and all of these kinds of things. And that determines how we approach relationships because it shapes who we are life experiences Mm -hmm. shape who we are and being in the pecking order as a sibling and the version of your parents and how much time you got from your parents based on where they were in life Mm -hmm. determines what shapes your life and how you react in in love situations because the baby is spoiled so they're going to want the most attention what about what about the what about the only child i was was gonna come to that too yeah i was gonna come to that but before the only child is a lot like the baby but before we get to that i'm gonna ask you this question (laughs) though because i know you were the you were the youngest as well right i'm the baby so i was the baby too and what I found, a lot of times we're looked at as we're spoiled, and a lot of times we are. But I also learned that we find ourselves fighting for a position above where we're at as, a pa- as opposed to that always being the exist. baby. 
We're, we're fighting to be. Does to it be, exist? Does a position exist? I, I don't even know. But I, as as a child, as as a, as the baby of the family, I was growing up trying to prove myself in a way that was, you know, I'm I'm not just the baby no more. But I still want all of the spoils of mm-hmm. being the baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. So that was our baby of five brothers. So how does that affect with you, you with with being a man in a relationship? I think the middle. The, what I was thinking about uh, uh, um, when you when you when you brought this up and then read uh, commented on it, the first thing came to my mind was um, the middle child. I just focused in on that middle child because what I'm hearing right there is that middle child had a tendency of being unbalanced. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's the, you're getting pulled two different ways. You know what I'm saying? You, you now, especially when you're in the middle, you got the younger child that's spoiled, and you got the older child that you know the older is the first. That's mm-hmm. you know the first and everything like that. And not only the first, but you know what I'm saying, the protector. So you're you're in the middle and you're indecisive. You know what I'm saying? What about so that middle that, child's view of authority? Well, right. Mm-hmm. And then uh, going to what you just asked, how that that would show up in a uh, um, maybe in a love relationship is indecisive all the time. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Not necessarily making a standing firm on a decision. Wanting to be authoritative yeah. sometimes, but then wanting right. to, to be taking direction. Right. You know, not you know wanting to saying? be in charge. Yeah. Don't want to get into the pecking order of a, of a union. You know what I'm saying? Because every union, you know what I'm saying, establishes a pecking order. You know what I'm saying? Because we're, we're animals. You know what I'm saying? In an animal kingdom. And, you know what I mean? And it comes like that, you know. And and the the middle child is is, and I think what both of y'all were trying to hit on was the fact that as a middle child, when when you have that younger sibling, your parents start to shift a little bit more responsibility mm-hmm. onto you, mm-hmm. as if you're the oldest. But they take away the spoiledness or the 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 mm-hmm. ability to you know have you that know extra better. grace. You should you know, know better, and you still got to report to that elder sibling on some things. You still got to report, yeah. and so so that's why I think we get lost because you've taken on responsibility. You're ex- they're expecting more out of you, but giving you less. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you're the oldest, they expect more out of you, but they also recognize, hey, this oldest child is doing what I need them to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you lose that as the middle child, and as, as far as the way it shows up in relationships mm-hmm. for the youngest. Luckily for me, and I'll say this blessing, like my the closest my closest closest sibling was six years older than me. So even though he was my older brother and I was the baby, that my experience with all of my brothers were for the most part slim because that we were so far apart, okay. you know, in mm-hmm. age. So as far as being they in a relationship, I kind I was in the house by myself for a lot of the time, you know, uh, when I was able to actually start making decisions and doing things. So I kind of had like an only child. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what I said. That baby and that the, only child have a lot of, of similarities. similarities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, so you I think the um, um, the way the older child and things that um, show up in love relationship is they show up like what we call old souls. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, 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 actually, my second wife, you know, she was a woman. Uh, she was 19 years younger than me, but she had an old soul. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And um, she was 21 years old or something. Yeah, she was 21 years old. And at that time in her life, all she listened to was blues. You know what I'm saying? And it just threw me off. I was like, some, you know, because blues is some old school shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know. Mm-hmm. And, um uh, and then I began to watch how she moves and, you know, the steps she, she's taking and everything like that. And, and I was like, whoa, she had to fend for herself. So mm-hmm. she learned real quick, you know what I'm saying? So that, that's like an old soul. And that's how I'm gathering the older child would fall into that old soul, you know. Because when you're older, even though you're the first, you lose the title the first, now you're the older. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You expect it to. You expect it. But the oldest child has so many responsibilities. Correct. I think showing you up in a relationship, they're mature. Yes. And orderly. And because they've they've had to 
run a household having younger siblings and, and watch stand over your in young, for watch the over your younger siblings and cook. And many, so they know yeah. probably how to run a house more than the middle or the younger yes and and i think the older child a lot of the times giving credit to the older you know siblings out there but i think a lot of the times like they they get kind of a pass because their parents a lot of the times i mean you can't prepare for really just having a child or knowing mm-hmm. everything to do the, their parents were learning they were the trial and error right. Absolutely. they were the beta right, right, right. test usually for, for how to raise a child Absolutely. in this family and so i think they right. get i think a lot of the times older children get that pass just a little bit because they didn't have the best version of a parent you know, when they first started, I, I'm, I'm just assuming they're, the parent is still learning yeah, so much. Repetition, yeah, it's, 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 so, they get know. better as they as, as you practice. I guess you would say. I think in my experience with my kids, and then as a child in my mom's household, I was the, the oldest. And in looking at my kids, I have three. Um, I feel like the oldest sibling um, kind of grows up with the parent they Mm -hmm. become adults together because of those learning experiences because of those first time learning experiences for the parent um they get the child the oldest child gets to learn those lessons along with the parent Mm -hmm. so they have uh they have access to um levels of life that maybe the younger siblings don't get because the parent has learned those lessons through that first child so that first child is more not necessarily on friend level with the parent, but there's a respect factor that is not present with the younger kids because of the struggle that that oldest that oldest mm-hmm. sibling had to go with uh, through the parents through with the parents. I like that. I like that right there. Mm -hmm. That's a good topic that you brought up. You know, and you kind of swept me with that one because I never thought of that from that perspective. I haven't never read that or even uh, entertained that thought and how that could be effective Mm because we started the show off talking about our environment. And that definitely goes right into the environment right there. Yeah, so many things shape who we are and in turn uh, shape how we relate in our relationships because who you are determines who you're going to be within the confines of any relationship. It's going to show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. My name is King Charles. I'm Tad Nips. And I am Red this January. A, this has been <laughs> Say that one more time. Red, like the color, January, like the month. Okay. Hey, 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 turn turn the red, turn the red light on what she oh, said. Oh, red light <laughs> Turn all the lights to Close red. the blinds. Shut it up. Anybody got some oils? <laughs> <laughs> this has been another hitter, man. You know what I'm saying? I hope that somebody out there listening all over the world, man, that you got something out of this show, you know, because if we're not doing that, you know, what the hell That's are we doing? Point. What the hell are we doing? Um, take a look at it. You know what I'm saying? Take this information that we shared on the show today and, and take a look at it in your quiet time, you know, at 1159 and ask yourself, how am I showing up in my relationship? And what in the past, how I was growing up and even my environment is affecting how I'm acting and showing up in my relationship. And then one last thing, <laughs> it was a late lesson for me, man. But um, I don't know. If you want to follow this, I might do a, 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 a hashtag on this one right here, man. Ain't nothing but the truth from here on out. If you ain't with the truth, man, I'm just not fucking with you, man. You throne. with no liar. Mm-hmm. Lately things been weighing real heavy on my heart. It's like the sun don't shine no more. Everything's just
just dark. I be trying to hold it all together, you know, and attempt to not fall apart. You gotta fight it out Don't let them hate motherfuckers Put your fire out Melt the rubber on them niggas Burn the tires out I got a dollar for all the shit that she like It's real street niggas, boy You know I brought them out It ain't a backwood in town We done bought them out Old school in the Chevy Bitches falling out Super bad got up pulling his wallet out Celebrating the wins We put it all in Now the game on lock Like a dog pen Now I'm working like everybody called in same stack, but now them bitches all bends. Now it's looking like I'm riding on all rims. Little nigga had to swim where the sharks swim. You get the feeling like a gangster when you log in. But me, I'm riding with the hammer, bitch. I'm on 10. I had to stretch it out Riding with a magazine Niggas wanna X me out Brand new XDS Might have to test him out He look like he ready to play Might have to stretch him out I was in the central with Melly Don't wanna let him out Niggas told on him was with him And they already out Put a little mama in the sand With her belly out Married out the central It ain't shit that you can tell me about I was at the bottom, my nigga I had to rise up Two phone lines And both of them bitches tied up I would hit the whip With the Midas touch Them butterfly doughs I'm trying I've been down before, nigga. I was on my ass. Hard times fuck you up, but they slowly pass. Now I keep two G's on me like a Gucci bag just in case they find what I was hiding in the movie.